Welcome back to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast that runs weekly life experiments, and you know the rest. We also have conversations every once in a while with very interesting people, and today I have a treat for you. I have a friend that is one of my most interesting friends, and I'm so glad I had I met her on a study abroad. I feel honored that she still talks to me, and um, she because she truly is one of the most interesting people that I know, and I'm glad to be surrounded by people like her. So, without further ado, <laughs> I've always wanted to say that one. <laughs> further ado, <laughs> Tim Ferriss always says that. Without further ado, please enjoy this. <laughs> Please enjoy this very wide-ranging conversation with Veronica. <laughs> I'm laughing because that's exactly Tim Ferriss' intro. <laughs> he says, at the very end, he says, And without further ado, please enjoy this very wide-ranging conversation with none other than Veronica. Do I have a good radio voice? You do have a good radio uh, voice. Like, it's very, like, hey, like, very debonair, very Rico Suave, like. <laughs> you know hey. who kept saying Rico Suave? One of the guys we used to work with. What's his name? Um, he's a married guy. Married guy. Oh, he, the, old, the older. Andrew. Andrew used to say, like, Oh, Rico he would suave say that you're a weak suave. I was like, and I keep thinking, what the fuck is that, bro? I've heard He's it saying before. You're slick, my guy. Take it as a compliment. You're slick. I would, you're I would look at him and I'd be like, what the fuck are you saying, bro? The ladies want ya. Want ya. Mm. But also. Oh, should I not? Suave. Do you have a coaster? I do not because that's an adult thing to have and I'm not fully an adult yet. Yeah, so. an adult yet. All right, well, I will use this bandana. Oh, that's so sweet. I need to buy coasters. Like living by yourself. No one tells you what you need to buy, mm -hmm. what you shouldn't spend your money on because like you yeah. can go without it. Like yeah. I didn't need to have a record player, but at the same time I did. Yes. And I do not regret that purchase like at all. And you got a cool one too. You didn't just get like any. I went player. for a very antique vibe. Like that, like look at my table. It looks very seventies. I wanted my record player to like fit that aesthetic. Mm. But it looks seventies modernized. Modern. Like, you Thank know? You. Modernized for the times. And we like adapt. It. We as people have to adapt. Furniture has to adapt. It I is I like it. You have a great sense of style. What's up with the vase? Tell me about this golden vase. You want to know where I got it? I you do really want to know do? Where, I, where you got it. I, I was at a valet function at the UT, um, what do you call him? It's like the head of UT, not the dean, not the president. President? No. The, but he's like above the president. He's above the president. He's above the president. He's the chairmaster, not the chairmaster, the... I, I forgot know. what yeah, he's let's called. Search it up. I forgot what he's called. The UT. He was like the main da, 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 da. chair. He's in charge of all the other UTs, like UT Dallas, UT Houston. Like oh, okay, he's okay, like okay. the head honcho. Okay. What is it called? The know. UT headmaster. Nah. UT, UT boss. <laughs> UT boss. <laughs> the boss of UT. I forgot what his name. But he has a nice little plantation house out here in Austin. <laughs> and I was doing ballet and they came out and like they fed us a bunch of the food. And then after it, they had a bunch of flowers in those vases. And they're like, 
so I was the only girl, and it was a bunch of I was with a bunch of guys yeah. who did valet. Uh-huh. And so like the women who were doing the event planning for it came out and were like, "Hey guys, like we have all this extra, extra like decoration. Do you guys want to take it home? Like you guys can give these flowers to like your girlfriend and stuff like that." So all the guys took one and they're like, "Yeah, like I'm gonna give this to so and so." Da 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 da. And I was like. I just want this for my room. Like, I just want a nice, pretty vase of flowers for my room, and it looks cool because it's like dented. It looks, it's like artsy. It is. It all. It almost looks hand handmade. Like I thought you might have made it in a class or something. You know what? I feel like that's cooler to say. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> a cool story you got. Are those the original flowers on them? Because they're pretty. So, they look pretty dried up. No, I I like dry dead flowers. It's a very weird thing no to way. do. I do like. I really like my flowers dried and dead. I think it like <laughs> it's like my heart. <laughs> oh my no, god! <laughs> I just think that they give like a very unique aesthetic, and all those flowers there were actually given to me by someone, either on like Sixth Street or something, and like they were really beautiful flowers at one time, and then it's just like through age, like they kind of like wither, but they still harness their beauty just in a different way, and so I I like to keep I like to keep dead flowers. That got really deep. <laughs> wow. That got really deep. That was really good. You know, I'm profoundly deep at like very unorthodox moments. Like you just, it comes out. It goes away and then it comes out. <laughs> it's legit. I like it. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the po- That could be the intro. That's going to be a badass intro. Us talking I really about, like it. About flowers. This is... An episode of the Dose of Caesar, different type of episode. Also, the 1996 tribe, which is where I just put the conversations I have with other people. But you've been a good friend of mine for three years now. Yeah, going on four. Going on four? Has it been? Oh, yeah, we are going on four. Yeah. And your name is Veronica. I should say your name. <laughs> I'm Caesar. Veronica, I met you on a study abroad to China, Beijing, China. And I thought we could um, begin starting there. What are your thoughts on, I guess, the, 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 that program? When we went to Beijing for 30 days, what was that? Um, for me, that was one of the highlights of uh, college. What did you think of studying abroad? Was it just kind of like, did it change the way you, you uh, looked at what you wanted to do in life? Or was it just a, a fun 30 days? You know, honestly, I never growing up thought that I would be the type of person who loves traveling as much as I do. Like my parents both like they like to travel a lot. Um, We took a lot of family vacations when I was younger, so they always encouraged it. And when I got the opportunity to study abroad in Beijing after taking Dr. Moore, I took two of his classes, actually, my freshman year. And he talked about his study abroad in all of them. And I just I wanted to do something and like. China, like, not many people can say that they've been to China. Right. And, like, <laughs> let alone go to China with, like, 30 other classmates, like, 30 other kids your age yeah. who are just, like, just as excited as you to be, like, in a completely different surrounding, like, completely out of your element, like, talking, like, you don't know what anyone's saying, you don't know how to communicate that well, and you're just completely thrown into this whole other world. And I love it. I loved it. Like, I enjoyed Beijing so much that I studied abroad again at the end of my junior year in Prague. However, both study abroad's great, both very different experiences. I think my Beijing one, 
I resonate with a little bit more just because I got so close with the people who studied abroad there. Mm. Like I'm still really good friends with a lot of people from our Beijing trip. Like, and I think it's because we had to endure so much together. It was such a culture shock, right? The yeah. uh, squatting restroom. I hate it. I hate it. You remember the first time? I was literally so traumatized by their yes, their hygiene or lack of hygiene, I should say. Like, well, yeah, like in a certain area, the area I guess, like we were in some pretty rough spots. Like we went into some pretty rural areas, but it's just a different thing. The the squatting restroom that we're not. I wasn't. I don't know how you did it, but the way I did it was by holding on to the door at the bottom because I wasn't that See, no, flexible. No, no, no. You have to think of it like this. I'm squatting. Yeah. You do squats for workouts, so you know what? I just took the. I took the idea of. Yeah, there you go. You can get closer. Get it. Get it about get, a fist get, away from your all mouth. All right. Fist <laughs> away from my mouth. There you go. So I took the notion of squatting in these restaurants is just like doing a squat at the gym. Yeah. And you know what? The first thing that everyone said to me when I got back from China was, dang, you got thicker, Veronica. <laughs> and I used to be like, oh, it was the noodles. It was the tofu and fried rice. No, it was the squats. Those daily squats. <laughs> <laughs> squats? It makes sense now when I'm thinking about it. I yeah. think that was, that was a good majority of how I stayed in shape during that trip. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you because we, there was it was a yeah it was an intense amount of squatting for <laughs> it was more than I was prepared for. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely um, I, when I talk about about China, I always bring that up <laughs> because that that's one of the things that blew my mind. But you you have told me about um, I, f- I forgot you went to Prague. How was that? I have an, I had another friend who went to Prague. And they loved it because Prague is like a country where everything is very also kind of affordable, right? So you you get to have a lot of experiences. It was. Like the food there was so good. Like goulash, hearty mashed potatoes, and beer. Never did I think I was so much of a beer drinker. But the fact that like in Prague and in many other countries near the Czech Republic, water is actually very expensive. Like it was cheaper for me at restaurants to get beer and wine versus water what right like yeah. a little weird so i drank a lot of beer while i was abroad when i went to prague <laughs> i'm kind of a beer connoisseur right now i unfortunately i don't like beer i i don't, I don't think i've had a beer that i that i can say tasted good like uh, i just don't enjoy the taste of it do you enjoy the taste of american beer i like no, like I like like Mexican beer, like Corona and Dos Equis. Mm. You see, but... even that I can't handle. Even the Dos really? Equis that I thought was going to be my favorite. Yeah, no, I don't like like Miller Lite or Bud Light or whatever the American ones are. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to go ahead and just get right to the uh, deeper questions. Because I, since I have you here, I want to ask questions that I've never had, got the chance to ask you. And I want to see. Ask away. Ask yeah. away. I want to see how Veronica thinks because you're a very creative person to give some background on like who you are you you studied what was your major i was a graphic design major at the university of texas at austin and i got my minor in visual media studies and photography okay you see very creative already (laughs) and you just come off as a very creative person i mean you've got a great style when i walk into your apartment i can tell that you pay you have really like attention to detail um as i was watching you build that logo 
I was amazed of like, like I was asking you, how did you come up with these, these ideas of the, like, cause I wouldn't even be able to come up with the logo idea itself. Mm-hmm. And you just had them on this piece of paper like that. They came, I don't know. You, I find it incredible that you're able to come up with like, you're able to have somebody, a client tell you, I have this company that does this. I need a logo. And you just, you take what the company does and you're like, well, how can I put that in like a, a simple image? I don't know. I love that shit. And the fact that you're um, in pursuit of having a lifestyle that is built around doing these creative things that you're, that you love. I think that's awesome. So I want to know, I want to know what, uh, how Veronica thinks. First question. When you look back on your life, what is, uh, something that you thought you were doing right that you know now that you were definitely doing wrong? This could be in college, high school, like some sort of thing you thought, I'm definitely doing this. This is the right thing to do. But now you see, oh, that was a mistake. I think conforming. Conforming. If, so like in high school, a little background, like I'm from New York. I grew up in like a very predominantly like uh, white area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was one of five uh, African-Americans in my school. And I think growing up like obviously like my parents taught me about black culture and like I knew of it through like just um learning from them like the history and culture of black people but like I never really embraced it or embodied it for instance like my hair I always had it very very straight always straightened my hair every morning and I never tried to talk or act out of term like I was very com- Implicit with being complacent at a term you mean like um differently than the people around you were acting yeah so like i never try to do anything where i would cause attention to myself like i was always like i'm just gonna do like the bare minimum i'm just gonna fit in that's all i wanted to do is i just wanted to fit in yeah but when i got to college like especially at ut although the black community at ut is only makes up five percent of the population Uh, i think it's 5.1 right now actually they're still so they're such a big part of ut's culture for instance uh we have like our own events like there's a black homecoming at ut every year like there's black parties black greek life and like i think coming to ut and being exposed to like all that black culture that i was missing out on growing up like I feel like had I tried to divulge more into like what it means to be black, like what being black means to me Mm -hmm. growing up, it wouldn't have been such a culture shock as I felt that it was when I, when I first came to UT. Wow. Yeah. That's a, I mean, on that study abroad that we went on, I think there was, um, there was a big, like, um, black UT presence, right? Yeah. Uh, especially because of Dr. Moore. 100%. Yeah. And um, I was exposed to that culture too. I mean, I, I had no idea. I mean, coming from a predominantly Hispanic community, being Hispanic myself, I mean, I was just educated. But that's a, that's incredible. Uh, so what when you came into freshman year, it was um, what began to change? I feel like I started, 
I actually had friends who were black for one. Like growing up, I only had like yeah. one or two black friends. And then now at UT, it was like majority of my friends were black. And so I started like, I started wearing braids to school, which was something I never did before. Mm. Like never in a million years would I ever have done that or wore like those certain hairstyles. I started getting into wig culture, like yeah. just um i like got my hair natural because i used to had it perm so it was super straight i started wearing my hair natural getting like my natural curls and everything to flourish and i just started being more comfortable with just like who i was as a person i feel like that was one of the biggest things for me in college was just realizing what it was that i liked and what i needed in order to grow as an individual damn <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I had a, I have a question. This might be a stupid question, but I'm gonna ask it anyways because fire away. What is wig culture? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So, um, for just a little background, I did my entire design senior thesis on black hair, really? in particular black hair culture. So it's like black people have so much culture and so much like yeah presence within like society, mm-hmm. but something that is never really talked about is the black hair culture and a lot of it is because like oftentimes black hair is oppressed like a lot of times people are told like they can't have certain hairstyles for certain jobs and my senior design project was all about that it was called black people in corporate america and it was a visual uh, essay um, documented with photos that I took as well as some data that I collected and some graphic designs that I made that really just honed in on the experience of a black person working in corporate America and like the trials and tribulations that they go through in regards to, for instance, like there were a large amount of kids who were actually told um, that they were going to get expelled from school for having their hair like be natural or curly what? or like Where? there was that guy in New Jersey, the wrestler who he had dreadlocks at the time and he was told he had to cut his hair in order to wrestle. Like the referee wasn't going to let him wrestle while he had dreadlocks. Yeah. And like, it was a huge thing. It made the news. It was in New Jersey. Um, I can't remember the boy's name, but that's yeah. what really sparked my interest in just like being so like, and I feel like so many people aren't aware of like, that simple like microaggression that black people often face mm-hmm. like for me like especially during the summer like i love to get my hair braided yeah. but I, i'm always worrisome that like if i were to get my hair braided and i go to a job interview am i not going to be seen as professional mm. or things like that and it's just kind of like this little like thing in the back of the mind that you're constantly worrying about but it's like something that you shouldn't have to worry about Cause like my hair is not a reflection of my skill set or my ability to do work. It's just a reflection of my personality. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Wow. And so wig culture is is that like a? So wig culture and the black hair. So wigs are often seen as protective styles, and protective styles are like when black women or men will put their hair back in braids or cornrows. It's just a hairstyle that they will do so that their hair is not constantly being like messed with or it's like tucked away and so that it can just grow um it's not really being touched oh yeah so it's not actually wearing a wig well i mean it is so it's like when yeah so black women when they wear wigs they usually have the like cornrow or like they braid their hair down and they'll put on a wig cap and they'll put on a wig 
because like yeah and so what's really nice i think my sophomore year in college i got really into wigs i bought like seven different wigs no shit wow yeah i had a silver one a pink one a curly one a straight one and i just loved it because it was like each wig i felt like i had a different personality with (laughs) like i was feisty with one i felt like really really like ooh sexy with another one like it was just cool because it was like I could change my hairstyle so yeah. like frequently and easy and like it w- it was no harm to my actual hair. That that is fascinating. Yeah, and it's cool because it's like wig culture has become so mainstream. Like you see so many celebrities now doing like mm-hmm. wearing wigs like Doja Cat, Kylie Jenner, um Meg the Stallion, like all these beautiful women wear wigs cuz it's just so easy to like change up your hairstyle without it having to do any real damage to your uh... own hair. Wow. You see, I had no idea. I'm glad I asked because now now I know. So how <clears throat> how do you know if somebody's wearing do you know when somebody's wearing a wig? I've gotten I would say I've gotten a pretty good idea of yeah. when like women are wearing. There's like small little things you can look for, um, <laughs> like especially like lace fronts, like depending on if they like lay down the edges correctly, like gotcha. you can kind of see like a little line where the wig starts and their like forehead stops. That's interesting. Not that it matters, right? But like it's a uh, that's cool. Yeah, I just didn't know about that. No, it's yeah, and it's like it I feel like it's something that's like if you're not in the culture, if you're not like um with someone who like is a yeah. part of it like constantly if, not, like, if you don't have some sort of connection to it yeah, right like it's and like somebody you, who will explain it to you or you, it's like you don't it's like you're in the know if you're in the know. Yeah. If not yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like, I'll use that for example, where I grew up. I mean, it was mostly Hispanic people. Okay. And I thought I had a pretty good understanding of America. <laughs> I thought I had an understanding of like what the history and shit. Okay, El Paso, what, what did you think? I don't know. I thought I, I, got, I thought I had a pretty clear picture. I was like, okay, yeah, we, um, there was like, um, uh, we, we had the Civil War and then there was like the Civil Rights Movement and then like. Mexican struggle too. <laughs> all right, but I guess we're all good now. <laughs> and I know there's still some racism out there. But then I came to college, and then Your especially took Dr. Moore's low. class. Yeah, that and we black went power really into depth about how, hey man, you know all those things that happened in the past, they actually affect what's going on now because they have ripples. It's not just like one day it was all over. Yeah. And uh, I forgot why I was saying talking about all this, but. but yeah my point is is that um this is good to learn this is good to learn yeah next question if um okay so what do you what do you um what do you see the perfect if you could design the perfect lifestyle for yourself what what how would you be earning money the perfect lifestyle yeah what would your work what would your craft be how would you be earning money because we're young i'm 23 you're 22 yeah yeah just graduate are we doing like like uh right now you don't have to do it forever like right now if you could what i could do anything yeah how would you earn your money i would love to either be one of two things actually it's really like one of three (laughs) um one is to be like a photographer for a magazine or like a social media company like vice or something like that yeah and just get paid to travel and take pictures for different stories like i feel like that's pretty that's pretty bad that's legit yeah that's just to tra- travel 
take pictures and yeah, and then then tell a story through a picture. Because it's just incredible. like all of my favorite things combined. Like I love traveling. I love going to new places and experiencing new things. My main passion in life right now, besides art, is photography. I love just capturing people at their purest moments. Mm. Like I'm not more so into like editorial photography as much as I am street photography. So I like capturing people like in the now, just doing like their natural things. That's cool. And then my third, I love people. Like I'm truly a people person. Like you are. Anyone who knows me knows. Like I can go up and have a random conversation with someone and it will probably be one of the best conversations just because like I will get to learn so much about an individual that I probably wouldn't have normally encountered or talked to. The thing, one of the things that I love about you that, um, you know, has been more prominent in the last few weeks that we've gotten to catch up and hang out more is that you say it's all about the experiences. You tell me, <laughs> Caesar, it's all about the experiences. It is. And I, it is. I agree. And I, I think that's fucking awesome because that line, it's all about the experiences. I mean, it's it's a beautiful summary of what I think. I think the way I try to live my life. But when you said that, it's all about the experiences. I was I was like, wow, another searcher, <laughs> another, <laughs> another, a fellow, I don't know, somebody I can really relate to. Let's talk about all the jobs you've had because oh <laughs> I think that's awesome and I think if I were to go back and um, one of the things that I thought a belief that I had that I thought I was doing right was that I shouldn't get a job while in college but now I think maybe I should have gotten a job because it exposes you to so many different people it exposes you to a new experience and we go back to it's all about the experiences so you were what was your first job my very very first job was babysitting i was i was the girl everyone went to in our neighborhood for babysitting mm -hmm. and that was when i was like 14 15 and then right when i turned 16 because obviously like doing babysitting like i found out that i have a real strong passion and love for children yeah i went to my local ymca and i applied to work in the daycare and so that's what i did all throughout high school was i worked in the ymca daycare center and that's I loved it. I loved it. I got to hang out with toddlers and like little infants all afternoon right after like right after school ended. I would go to work and I'd be with the little kids till like <laughs> 8, 30, 9 p.m. Go home, do my homework. And I was happy. I was happy. I was one of the few kids in my friend group who had a job. So it was nice. Like I always had money to like go to the <laughs> movies and stuff like that. Um but no, honestly, I just, I like working. I really do like working. I always used to say I work so that I keep myself out of trouble because just knowing me, like, I like, like I said, I like to wander. I just like to do things just for the fun of it. And so by working, like, I'm still getting to do different things, but it's also benefiting my bank account. So gotcha. I see it as a win-win situation. Gotcha, gotcha. But I've done, I've done it all. I worked at the YMCA. I worked at Pluckers as a hostess once. Mm. I worked at Smoothie King. I've worked at Formula One and the VIP section. I've worked um, as a graphic designer and social media marketer. I worked as a freelance photographer. You were valet, right? I, I did do valet for a year. I work at a sales and marketing firm right now. That's it. That, uh, the Formula One uh, job was the one that really, when you told me you worked at Formula One, I was like, whoa, because you told me you got to like meet a lot of the drivers and shit. 
it was really nice. Honestly, it was really nice. And I'm not going to lie and say, like, sometimes it helps to be a not not too bad looking girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's good. You use, you use your cards. We're all dealt cards, right? You are dirt. You are Everybody's dealt, dealt a certain deck yeah. of cards. You got to use uh, whatever you whatever you think is, is useful. I do. I try to. And uh, Formula One was definitely one of those cases. Um, yeah, it was really, I was super lucky. Like, uh, it was super random. I was out on 6th Street one night with uh, my girls. And we were just dancing in the club, having fun. And this guy comes up to me and he was just like, hey, I think you're so beautiful. Like, do you want to make some money? And I mean, like, I'm a broke college kid. So I'm like... Yeah, I love to make some money, but what do I gotta do? Because <laughs> I was whoa. like, this could this could go one of two ways. Like, I don't, I don't know where you're going with this. And he was like, so I, I'm a rep. Uh, I I staff the Formula One that comes to Austin, and I need some pretty girls. Are you interested in working in the VIP section? And I was just kind of like, I didn't know what Formula One was at the time, so I googled it. I watched some movies and I saw it was like race car driving. And it was cool because at the time, Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby was one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Shake and bake. <laughs> so I was I was about it. I was really about it. And um, I told him, yeah, yeah, I would definitely I was definitely interested. And he was like, great, like get some of your girlfriends, get like two or three of your girlfriends and then y'all can work for me in the VIP tent. And that's when it, it was super interesting. Um, wow. We got to meet a lot of the drivers. Wow. Uh, I met a lot of cool fans and I got to learn a lot about the sport and I have a I have a lot of respect for Formula One honestly because it's a hard sport it's a very hard sport and the fans who love it are truly dedicated and loyal fans like I've never met a fan base that's so loyal to the players to the drivers um, and I've loved it I've, I've worked there for the past two two years that I was in college yeah my sophomore, my senior year, I unfortunately wasn't able to do my junior year, but I loved it. I really, really enjoyed looking to the Formula One weekend. That, and it was cool because we got to go to the concerts for free. So I was like, I got to see Bruno Mars, Britney Spears, <laughs> like Justin Timberlake, all for the free 99. I loved it. <laughs> and this all came about by some guy approaching you. And I, so I admire your adventure, adventurous like uh, self for not immediately turning them down because i feel possibly a lot of girls would just be like no no get away from me i feel like a lot of girls definitely would have and i feel like a lot of girls definitely should because yeah. we live in a world where you can't be that trusting i'm just the type of individual like like you said i'm all about the experience <laughs> i'm all about that. that's what i love i'm all I about love like that. this is gonna be a great story for me to tell my kids one day it fucking is a great story that you're telling right now it is a great story <laughs> holy shit you, you see and i i mean i didn't have any of those experiences so wow if if you are going into college right now i really recommend getting a job like i think it, it's I one of the best think ways it to opens people. up just a lot of new doors for you to not only meet people but to learn about yourself like yeah. i learned that time management is something that i'm pretty good at as well as i just feel like having a job gets you prepared for that responsibilities that you're gonna have to take over eventually once you graduate from college like having a job makes you be not only more financially conscious because you're having to budget but just like a higher level of responsibility than just the average student.
because you're working you're also trying to maintain good grades about school as well as trying to maintain friendships and have fun so you're really just trying to find a very happy balance and i feel like that's something that's been very important to me like my mom always told me growing up like happiness is very temperamental just because like think of it like you're happy in certain situations but what you should really strive for in life is inner peace and that's something that really resonated with me and that's something i try to truly live by damn that's legit words by wanda by by one wanda words by wanda wisdom by wanda wisdom by wanda i'm telling you you need you you should have your own podcast this is the beginning <laughs> i'm glad i i feel like yes i helped start this <laughs> this, this is, is the beginning this is the little ticking time bomb to yeah you're gonna talk you're, you're gonna make your podcast right i want to make a podcast it's gonna be easy those listening out right now y'all should comment and be like should i make a podcast yes or no don't even <laughs> listen to them i yes you, you should make it make a podcast no matter what everyone anyone else says but i i agree i agree that's fucking dope um by the way you made these amazing margaritas that were fucking bomb incredible. yeah bomb boom clink clink oh my god they're strong they're strong all right what's your favorite drink mixed drink or any drink i my go-to is always a tequila sunrise because i'm a tequila type of girl i like to have fun but i like like tequila is my alcohol choice but if i'm just chilling a nice white wine a nice white wine? A nice white wine. Bougie. Tequila Sunrise? I don't think I've had one. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Is there a, is it anything like a margarita? You know what? I feel like it. I would associate it more with mimosas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what does a Tequila Sunrise consist of? It's got like tequila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got tequila. I think some orange juice. Maybe some like coconut water. Honestly, like. Oh wait, so it's what does a mimosa have? What alcohol does a mimosa have? I mimosa don't just has uh, chardonnay, and then like whatever juice you oh. want to be like, you can have like some orange juice, some lemonade, some pear juice, some apple juice. Like it's just chardonnay mixed with whichever juice you want. Gotcha. gotcha. And it's so good. I love mimosas were my go-to, especially on Sundays for Sunday Fun Day here in Austin mimosas i have my roommate my old roommate he was all about mimosas but um it was weird because when i moved in there was no mimosas to be fucking found because he drank them all i he drank them all probably them all. probably i respect the your knowledge around alcohol though i feel like you're very uh i feel like i'm a little bit of an alcohol connoisseur you are you are and i'm trying to get more into wines so i'm glad mm. yeah i told you this don't you remember when we had that uh that white wine I sure do not, but you know what? <laughs> sure do not. <laughs> That's probably because the wine was, uh, it was flowing. It, was, <laughs> it flowing. was flowing. It was flowing. Let me see what other questions I got. Um, so you, what advice, did I already ask you this? What advice would you give yourself uh, four years ago um, as, a, as an incoming freshman to college? Great question. I feel like I would just say... just take every moment as it is 
don't overthink things don't over plan things just live for the now solid 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 especially <laughs> especially if you go on a study abroad oh don't, yeah don't overthink it just go just just do it just do everything just do everything yeah and if uh six months from now deep question if six months from now if you were gonna die um what would you regret not having done What's on like your to-do list? That what do you want to do? That is a good question. I feel like, okay, like just going off from the few things that I haven't done yet, six months from now, I would have said not falling in love. Oh, yes. Not, not falling, falling in, in love. love. Well, this is, <coughs> this is an interesting topic of conversation because I think <coughs> falling in love, can you really define it? You, you don't think you've fallen in love? Because I say all the time I've fallen in love. <laughs> I feel like the there's love. a hard difference between love and infatuation. Mm. Like I've definitely been infatuated with men as well as some women. I've had some women crushes out there in the world, but I don't think I've ever truly been in love with someone. But it's hard to say because it's like, what is love? Love is defined as yeah. such a different thing for like yes. every single person. So how do you think, how do you, how are you going to know? If you fall in love versus infatuation. I'm just used to everyone saying like, you know when you know. And I feel like I haven't known yet. So that's like, but maybe maybe I I was just stubborn. You You know when you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, 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 that's, yeah, you know when you know. I feel like that's one that happens. Have you been in love? I think I have. Okay. More than once. Okay. And this is why I bring up the... (laughs) <laughs> the fact of like maybe i haven't maybe i haven't and maybe these have all been uh, deep infatuations that but have lasted. who's to say who's to say i don't know <laughs> I, I i don't know but at the time if you were to ask me are you in love yeah i think so <laughs> i would say <laughs> i, think I would so. say yes but i still want to date <laughs> that that would be my answer Wait, I am so in- do you think love means that like you're you're just taking them off the table like I don't know. Does it? That's what I, th- I, I no, I don't think it does. Cause I, I don't, I don't know. Am I wrong in saying, oh, that's, that's, that would be my answer. If, if you were to ask me when I was in love, I would say about three times. I think I've been in love three Dude. times. <laughs> Caesar, are you in love? Yes, but I still want to date. Uh, so who does, was your first love? Do you remember? Your yeah. Love? Yeah, of course. It was like, it was in high school. It okay. was like my high school sweetheart. And, um, that went on and off for a while. Aww. Um, and that, but I think that's, I don't know. I think that was, I don't know if it was love, deep infatuation. I think it was love. See, the only time when I could think of when I'm possibly was in love was with my prom date in <laughs> high school. And I had a deep, deep infatuation with that boy. Like we were really good family friends. We took family vacations together. And I just thought this boy was the bee's knees. Yeah. I just thought about him in the morning when I woke up and I thought about him in the evening before I went mm. to bed and I just would picture our life together yeah. and same same with I mean I've done that with all with all the, the girls all the girls okay, play <laughs> and especially with uh you know that that first the first girl and then there was like two other girls on study abroads oh. <laughs> i think what added was that we were in a different country <laughs> with so those it was two. exciting it was exciting but See, at the same in time beijing, i never 
even though I know a lot of people downloaded Tinder when we went on our study abroad and they went on dates. Fuck. I did. I did. I tried that more in my Prague trip because I was yeah. surrounded by all girls and yeah. that's all they did was go on dates. And I, I went on a, a date here or there and it was cool. Honestly, actually, like one of the dates I went on, I was walking around the city by myself as I do because I love traveling by myself. And there was this guy and he was just looking at me and I looked and I looked around and I looked at him and I was just like, what are you looking at? And, and he was just like, I'm sorry, like, you're so pretty. Like, where are you from? Like, what are you doing? And I was just like, oh, like, I'm from I'm from the U.S. So this was in uh, this was in Vienna. This was in not Vienna. This was in Sweden. This was in Sweden. <laughs> I had to think. I forgot where I was. This was in Sweden. And I was just walking around. And this guy was just like, do you want me to show you around Sweden? And boys and girls, oh, when shit. you meet a stranger, you should not just go off with them in a foreign country where you don't know anyone. And this man's just like, I'll show you around. But I didn't listen. And I went. <laughs> When I went on the date with him. You were like, yes. I, I would like to be kidnapped right now. Yes. <laughs> and it was really cool. It was a very nice, very nice guy. Um, we, we went to the beach. Um, he showed me to an art gallery. And then he took me to um, a pizza place for dinner. And afterwards, wow. he wanted to go to a club and stuff. But that's, that's when I drew the line. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> it's, it's getting, uh, it's, it's, uh, the club was too much. The club was too much. But everything else was nice. That's everything dope. Everything else was nice. That was awesome. It's like a. It was just very, very like unplanned and very. The art gallery. What a, what a yeah. move. Yeah. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. This wasn't his first rodeo <laughs> impressing a foreigner. <laughs> Was that your only date abroad? That was that was That's one of the better of the dates abroad. Days. One of the better dates abroad for sure. And it was with a wow. In in uh, in China, I was I don't know why I didn't I didn't do anything with <laughs> Tinder or dating. Come on, wish I, go suave. Wish I would have. Yeah, I I think it's been a, a slow progression with Caesar. A slow progression. <laughs> it's like a wave. It just yeah. only goes up. Yeah, it only goes up because in Cuba I had some awesome dates with Ooh. this uh, with this um uh, this one girl that um uh, quote unquote I don't know if it was infatuation love I would say it was both okay but we went on some dope dates we so went, what what classifies as a dope date a what, dope what, what date it, I would say where did you take her what you did how it was so spontaneous mm-hmm. that's an incredible date it is um I it's remember it's genuine yeah it's genuine. I remember like our first night or our first night when we ran off from the group, we like, um, it was a spontaneous thing. It was like, she was like, I really want to get in those, uh, taxis that look like, there was these taxis that look, they call them cocos. They look like little balls and you get to sit in the, it's like a little capsule. You get to sit in the capsule and the driver is like, a, it's a motorcycle, like carriage cart. Okay. So anyways, it's, it's late at night and we were at this club. Uh, it was like a jazz club. And she's like, I haven't been with uh, in one in like three days. And I was like, there's one right there. Let's go right now. And she was like, what? And I was like, let's go. And she's like, but we were with the group. And we're like, fuck them. I'm like, fuck them. Let's go. So we go. That was our first like little date after that. We, there was a lot of dates in like downtown Havana. So you wooed her. I woo- you wooed her. I don't know if I wooed her. More of like. You maybe, courted her. Maybe. 
maybe you took her on multiple dates yeah yeah we went on multiple you were a gentleman dates. you courted her we never really we never dated officially okay. but we were kind of like you're together, not talking together, it was like know? it's known but it, it it's nah. known but it doesn't need to be said but it's always caesar who ruins it <laughs> because caesar. i'm always i'm always like i still want to date and uh, that's what's so hard. Like, I won't lie. Like, I then, am no longer and single. It and it's just like, it's it's an interesting thing when you're single versus not being single. Yeah. It's just like, and it's funny how people want you so much more when you're not single versus when you are single. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it's not even that they want me more. It's just that I get in my own way. I'm just like, I still want to date. So I start doing weird shit. And Aww. they're like, yeah. I can handle it. I feel that. I feel that. Wow. How do we get here? How do we, how did I start talking about <laughs> And let's see. What other question do I have for you? Right now. I, not right now, but what advice do you think your 50-year-old self would give you veronica Ooh, right now 22 year old veronica good question. this is a good question to think about because it's just good what do you think uh 50 50 year old veronica would tell you <laughs> probably drink less because her liver is probably fucked up <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a drinking problem i don't think you drink that much. i don't think i, think I, I have a drink it. that's the first step is admitting i i i <laughs> I just like what I like. Um, I, <laughs> I think 50-year-old me, some good advice that I would pass along to little naive me would probably be do what you love. Do what you love. Because time is precious, and it's something that isn't infinite. We don't have a lot of it, and it's not guaranteed. So my philosophy of just doing things for the experiences partially because of that just like why to me time is the most valuable thing like money is important yes and all the other things that are associated with that but for me my time is so valuable to me that i hate wasting it and i feel like older me would tell me to not stress over little things that you can't control that are going to affect your mood and instead just do what you want to do that's going to make you ultimately happy because you don't know how much time you have left solid fucking advice yeah solid advice you know what's weird i think a lot of us know that or right or a lot of a lot of people think about that but that's why i think it's good to remind yourself of that i think so too like it's just good to like it's good to know that you're alive, like making sure you're alive mm -hmm. by doing things that are going to put you in situations where you're just like, if damn, it feels good to be alive right now. Like, yeah, but also, and also reminding yourself, hey, you're going to fucking die soon. Yeah, you're not going to be here forever. Yeah. So do the fucking most that you can do it now. Yeah. Do, do, the, do, the, do the creative ship you want to do. Do um, the most. Fuck yeah. Other than that, I don't have, I have, I don't have any other like deep questions. All right, it's my turn for the interview. You, you want over? So this is what we're gonna we're gonna take over, Caesar. What would you say has been the most valuable thing that you've learned thus far in your twenty three years of existence? 
the most valuable thing I believe is trying things for yourself mm-hmm. and tr- and failing quickly and trying things testing things out in the real world and then seeing if it works or fails like running little tests okay constantly okay and the reason i say that is because i've always been like a dreamer a big dreamer i've been a big talker mm-hmm. but only recently have i begun have i gotten into more of like the doing part and i just think it's one of the most invaluable things to test things whether it's like with your body like a diet is it going to work test it for a week see how much weight you lose or see how much weight you gain um can i reach out to this person who is has an insane following you know who is like seems famous and impossible to reach but can i reach out to them because i know other people have done similar things so testing things instead of thinking and because i and and you you've noticed this for me i'd say i want to do a lot of shit i'm like veronica i want to do this i want to do this but you always seem to do everything that you say you're gonna do but i i uh, I think uh sometimes sometimes i do i i I try to do as much of it as possible but um i think i could do more and i think that's what the people who i admire do so i think running little experiments trying shit out for yourself and and this is going to get into like a quote when i was in thailand i was so amazed at like buddhism because it, one of the things that surprised me the most, I was raised Catholic, right? Okay. And uh, in, in El Paso, people always carry like the, the rosaries, you know, the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it's a rosary. It's called the rosary, right? Yeah. You put it on your like windshield, uh, on your mirror, your rear view mirror. And when I got to Thailand, I got into like a taxi cab and instead of like a rosary hanging, they had like a little Buddha hanging. And that's when I started to think like, whoa. It's the same thing, man. Two different <laughs> religions, but the same thing. So I started to talk to my friends about, my Thai friends about religion. And one of the things one of my friends told me was like, dude, Buddha says, don't ever, um, don't ever, what is it? Don't ever assume something until you try it for yourself. Or don't, don't judge something until you try it for yourself. Anyway, ever since then, I've started to think like, do more shit (laughs) like fucking try shit out try more shit but yeah that's a long answer to your question that was a very good answer that was really good yeah but to close this off unless you have any more questions but i i feel like this is good for our first round like we're gonna get deeper and more intimate in the next the next part gotcha next phase gotcha well veronica thank you very much for coming on thank you for answering my questions thank you for allowing me to be here to share this uh stage presence with you yeah um and opening me up to the podcast world this is very cool very exciting um i i'm enjoying this you I'm kill enjoying. It. it's I'm gonna be gonna, dope I'm you're gonna like it. it a lot uh you've got a great podcasting voice people are going to enjoy listening to so so. yeah thank you for coming on later people bye